0: Hi everyone, my name is Angie, for those of you who don't know, and welcome to episode two of Sauce and Gloss. It's my first official episode where we begin to break down these topics, and I have my very first guest with me today. Can you tell us a little about yourself and how we know each other?
1: Hi, my name is Brendo, and uh, I'm Angie's cousin. I'm a Filipino from, well, I came here recently, well, about a year ago, and yeah, I'm still kind of adjusting, but yeah, Angie helped me with that.
0: Yeah, it's weird for you to call me Angie huh cuz you know me as Jelly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so just a little uh, little story, my uh, all my family calls me Jelly cuz my full name's Angelina. So anytime my family calls me Angie, it's just weird. <laughs> All right, so I guess that's our segue to our first topic. So I wanted to talk about um, the different environments that we had growing up and um, the differences that, you know, you were born and raised in the Philippines. Meanwhile, I was born and raised here in America, and I know that our environments growing up were definitely different, and our standards of respect were also very, very different. And I know that the way that our families treat you versus how they treat me, even though we're the same age, is different. How were your parents growing up? Like, were they strict in terms of going out with your friends? Did you ever get to have a sleepover? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't get a sleepover until I was like fourth year in high school. So. <laughs> okay,
0: so fourth year in high school would be second year college here, I believe, oh. right? Because I think, I think you guys actually skip um, like seventh and eighth grade or something.
1: Yes, we skip, yeah.
0: Yeah, because by the time you graduated over there, I was only a sophomore, I think, in college.
1: But right now, I think they also implemented the. We also um, have grade eight and 12 now. Oh, eight and yeah, yeah, yeah. seven.
0: I, I heard that. I think um, Nina was the, which is our other cousin, she she was the last. Oh, no. Mika. Oh, no.
1: I, I, I was the last. Oh, you were, batch. <laughs> yeah. oh,
0: you were the last one. Okay. So, just for the listeners, um, yeah. So, in the Philippines, um, they skipped two whole years. So, um, like I said, when he graduated college, um, People my age, I'm 22, Um, people my age, which was class of 2016 high school, um, I was only a sophomore, and I guess uh, he was the last, Brenda was the last batch of his year or generation to um, skip those two years, and now they implemented those two years. And oh, in the Philippines, they call it batch, they don't call it class, right? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, that's how it is. So how is it in the school system there? Like, were classes hard? Um, here, they had a lot of things called APs, or advanced placement classes. So things were very competitive. How was um, competition with school there?
1: Well, in my perspective, I guess, they're not really striving. It's like, okay, once I get through high school, like, that—that's that's
0: it. Is it because it's so lax there? Like, the standards aren't very high in terms of school? Yeah, you could it say
1: is? that. But also, like, um, in my school... Well, usually, let's say a grade uh a grade 7, they would have like a uh, section A, section B, like mm. two classes or something. But we also we we were only like 30 students.
0: Uh-huh. Total or like per total, section?
1: Total. Total of the like the like grade 6 or like the second year, oh, wow. we were like 30 students each year. So there wasn't really any room for competition. Oh,
0: I see. Okay, yeah. so it was a smaller school. Was it? Um, was it a public school? That's I realize a private I never school asked. Oh, okay. Maybe, school. maybe that's why. Um, I I just don't know. I know with uh, private schools, um, no matter like what age, um, they tend to have smaller class sizes, so you can be oh. more intimate with the teacher. I don't know if it's all like that um, in the Philippines, but here. Like, for example, uh, my college, the first college I went to was a private school. So the reason why my parents wanted me to go to a private school versus a university or a state is one, you're guaranteed uh, four years in, four years out, you know, and um, you have smaller class sizes. So it would be like normal, like in high school where it's like 30 kids in one class so that you'd have more time with the teacher, with the professor so that they can help you out if you're struggling uh, academically (laughs) or personally versus a university, you have like, one professor for like three, four hundred students. Yeah. So if you're struggling, oh, okay. then see. that sucks. Then you don't get to do it, you don't get any help. You have to catch it by yourself or get a tutor or yeah. maybe find a friend in the class to help you. So maybe, but maybe, um, I don't know if all the schools like that Maybe are like that
1: that's another difference because I didn't really feel that even though we were a private school. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'd say that. Um, it it it's kind of sounds bad if i say it like this but like the, the teachers themselves like you you could tell that some some teachers aren't really into teaching
0: oh, I don't i don't know i just
1: i don't know it sounds bad but like that's how i see it Better hope they don't hunt like, you down Maybe they didn't have the motivation or they they haven't found the motivation yet to like really teach
0: Right Maybe maybe they didn't have the resources in teaching so maybe they didn't.
1: Yeah, that one too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that could be it. I don't know. I, you know, I've never been there other than when I was a baby and I don't count that because I don't recall a single memory. From it. <laughs> but um, let's talk about, I guess let's go back to um, maybe your childhood and growing up like standards and respect. So I know that when you first came here, um, even with like Nika and Nina, which are other two cousins, um, I know that um, Tita Lori, our aunt was much harder on, All of you guys uh, on simple things like coming inside the house, you'd have to bless them like with the hand for our listeners. that don't know. Filipinos, you have to. um, It's like a sign of respect. You come into a room with your elders and you have to hold their hand and basically bless their.
1: It's like kissing the hand of the queen, but instead you put it on your forehead.
0: English people or something I don't know what what culture that is but yeah when you kiss their hand except that you put it to your forehead. Yeah. Standards for you guys with respect are, are so much harder because you guys are raised that way and you guys are supposed to know respect your elders and I was raised that way as well but not in not to the severity that you That's Yeah
1: strictly. and I feel
0: like um she went a little bit easier on Nate, my brother and I, because we weren't raised that way. I mean, I, I guess, like all in all, it was that was that hard to be raised in an environment like that, where it was so hard, or was it just not that hard because that was the only environment you knew? You became used to it.
1: Yeah, that one, the latter. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> yeah, we just got used to it. Mm-hmm. But in a, in a way, it's it's good.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's totally good. Do you ever feel like they're ever going too hard on you? Like maybe when you first came here and saw how. Nate and I were treated versus you guys. Did you ever feel like uh, maybe we were getting too easy of treatment or you were getting too hard of a treatment?
1: Me? No. I didn't really see it that way. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I was thinking maybe other people did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I could could tell that you probably didn't because you're like more lax. (laughs) So I guess to talk on my part, I wrote being an American Filipino. Oh, no. The right term is Filipino American. (laughs) Okay. So being a Filipino American, so I definitely did get raised in a different environment. You know, respect was always put into uh, being raised in my childhood, but not the same way you guys were. But you know, uh, sometimes seeing you guys or even seeing like Ate and Kuya, you know, our older cousins, I had a phase where, I don't remember who it was, someone told me that it's like, oh, you know, it's, you, you just have to call your brother Kuya. Like, he's only a year older than you, but you have to call him Kuya. Like, it's just, well, not have to, but they were like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah they were just like you know you should you know he is your kuya you know and then i was like you know what yeah i want to call him kuya so you know for a little bit i was like kuya. you know i would try to call him kuya and i just didn't stick with him i think my brother didn't like it so <laughs> <laughs> it just got cut so quick and i was like all right so much for me me trying to stay true to my filipino american rates fuck that right <laughs> so there's that and they tried to teach me a lot of tagalog growing up but I guess my mom was like an America uh, like a grammar Nazi, oh. so she wanted my English to be really good, which it is you can tell I don't even have an accent, it is, yes. <laughs> but now I don't know Tagalog and that just makes me feel so sad, you know and i I wish that i ended up learning because now as a young adult not being able to speak my own native language it's kind of it's actually pretty sad because how am i supposed to pass this on to my own kids if i don't have family (laughs) around you know yeah yeah so when you know filipino exactly oh my god you know and and the thing is too i don't even look filipino like to most other people (laughs) i don't look filipino everyone just assumes i'm chinese they don't like and, and that's that's the thing too they don't Think I'm Chinese, and then ask me. They just assume I'm Chinese. Like I cannot. They just assume. assume, Yeah.
1: Okay, (laughs) you're Chinese.
0: I can't even tell you how many times um, at my current job and previous jobs that some white people will just come in that are bilingual, and then they'll be like, "Shh, shit and I'll like look at them, (laughs) and then they like look back, and they're like, "You're Chinese, right?" I'm like, "No, (laughs) no." You know, and I just get so offended. And then I told my boss about it. And he just he was just, just like "Assume
1: I was Chinese. I know, you no.
0: Know, and he was like, they're just trying to impress you, Angie. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like you can think no. of Chinese and ask me and be wrong. That is totally okay. Cause I don't look Filipino. But don't assume I'm Chinese. And just straight up speaking Chinese to me. I'm just gonna get so much more offended. But um so that <laughs> that happened. And then um oh my God. I'm so you know, Americanized, I guess. I wanna say whitewash, but that isn't, you know, I'm so Americanized for a Filipino that you know what other bilingual people are speaking Chinese to me and my (laughs) own ethnicity you know a bunch of Filipinos um, will come into my work and they'll start speaking Tagalog in front of me and I'll actually understand like a little bit but like the bare minimum but they just will look at me and assume I'm not Filipino so they'll like (laughs) treat me differently and I'm just kind of like...
1: Oh, oh that did kind bitch. of sucks. Like,
0: So I'll, like, I'll maybe like mumble a few words in Tagalog. Like, and it happened to me before. Like, This lady looked at me and she's like, did you just say... I, w- I don't remember what I said. I think I said salam. Oh,
1: they were talking bad about no, you? No,
0: no, no. They were just kind of oh, like, you okay. know, they have this stigma against anyone that's not Filipino, pretty much.
1: And then they just look yeah, at them. Yeah, they're just
0: like, I'm better than you. You're not Filipino. You <laughs> know?
1: I, I kinda hate that. I do. Even, yeah, even yeah, I at do my too. work. Like when two Filipinos are talking yeah. in Filipino a and then they just look at someone and <laughs> even though they're not talking to that someone, but they look at that someone like they're talking about him or her.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. I think you know, a lot of people say that Filipinos have a lot of pride. And I believe every like nationality and ethnicity does, but I feel like Filipinos are really up there. Like they're very <laughs> yep. you know, stuck up to an extent with their pride. But that's one of them. Oh, another thing was uh, I ordered DoorDash a few weeks ago, and my dasher was yeah. this Chinese lady. Okay, you could tell she couldn't speak much oh, English. No. <laughs> <sighs> she came up to me and she started speaking Chinese. <laughs> and I, was, like, <laughs> I like looked at her like wide eyed, and I was like, "Uh huh, uh huh." Okay, bye. <laughs> like you know it's bad enough for other people to assume but like Chinese people actually thinking I'm Chinese like you you would think that they would understand to other cultures it's like okay I look Chinese because maybe I'm not as dark as Filipinos and maybe oh people tell me I don't have the Filipino nose so maybe that could be why
1: hey that's good
0: yeah there's just so many factors but for like actual Chinese people like you would think they'd very much distinctly know their own and then You'd start speaking Chinese to me but that's where I draw the line so <laughs> moving on to so school is very competitive here um I guess starting at a very young age and like so we our brackets are like preschool elementary middle school high school and then college not everyone goes to preschool do you guys have preschool there yeah we do yeah is it called preschool is it called something else yes. <laughs> yeah no I'm just I'm just curious so yeah we have preschool here but it's not for everyone uh, I mean like not everyone goes to it. Like I didn't do preschool, but my brother did preschool.
1: Yeah. I think Nika didn't do preschool too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I th- she went, I like... think
0: did you do preschool? Yeah, I did. Okay. I think it's, Um, I think you can go to it for very many reasons. Like I think my parents did it for my brother because they wanted him to get a head start or they wanted him to get extra help or something like that. Or maybe they just wanted their kids to start early or like develop early.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Right. Because isn't Adam in pre- – or he was in preschool or is in preschool?
1: I'm no, not, no, he I was in Montessori. Yes, that one. I don't know
0: the difference. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. No, it's the same thing or something because my, my brother went to preschool and they were like, yeah, Montessori. And I thought Montessori was the name of the school, but I guess it's like a thing, like a type Oh, you of- know
1: what? I actually thought that was the name of the school too. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a Montessori. Yeah,
0: exactly. So it's like – Montessori is literally like school. It's like little people school. I don't know. (laughs) Little people school. (laughs) Not midgets, but you know, that's probably their formal name for it. Yeah. So starting uh, even in like fourth, fifth grade, um, they already have you taking standardized tests that placed you in like advanced place. Well, not advanced place class. Well, actually, yeah. So I think in fifth grade, I took this test that placed me in like the higher bracket of my class. So in sixth grade, they had me taking like advanced math. It wasn't like AP. Like they do in high school, I forget. There was another word for it. I forget what it is, but it was basically advanced math, advanced placement math for for a sixth (laughs) grader. And then I took those throughout middle school. And then in high school, they have honors, and then they have advanced placement, which is like advanced placement is the highest one because that's um, that one is available to juniors and seniors, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. And advanced placement are college level classes for high schoolers, and then honors is just basically like an advanced class of your high school class. Oh there was a lot of competition going on. Um, You know, you had to have like a certain GPA, all that. And I'm sure you had an extent like that to yours, uh, okay so um in terms of like honors classes and ap uh, ap classes i found out that i was so i was listening to my friend's uh podcast the one that i was just on um like a week or two ago and uh, one of the episodes that she she had with her guest they were talking about getting into college and life like that and he applied to um a bunch of the ucs and at the time apparently for a typical person that gets into the ucs you typically take around 11 to 15 AP classes but he only took 7 and 7 is already a lot so i didn't even know like he he had mentioned in that podcast that that is like a minimum requirement or usually they typically look at kids yeah and i'm just like that's crazy like that's why you know america has just so many opportunities and they can't just let anyone in because it's like you have to be the best of the best but sometimes the best of the best is like mental breakdown for everyone
1: it made me realize like how much like you know the competitive students in america are like they're stressed out yeah like compared to like some of the students in the Philippines or well, I don't, I don't want to paint a bad picture for, you know, the Philippine education. I, I did see like, some some students who would rather they, they just lose motivation
0: is it because it's too easy or like they're not being challenged or no, it's because it's, it's too hard it's either
1: or... I guess just the environment that they grew up in or
0: oh yeah yeah environment's a big factor on you know your mental health how you think and all that yeah and that's another point I wanted to touch on especially since all of our parents are from the Philippines school in the Philippines wasn't easy for them and school was a privilege like being able to go to school was a privilege for them back then because not everyone could go to school and um, you know my my parents and some of our aunts and uncles would tell me the story about sometimes they'd have to walk miles um, to go they told you
1: the stories huh Uh, yeah
0: yeah. they'd have (laughs) to walk miles to go to class and they'd have to bring their own chair and uh, you know sometimes they didn't have the right footwear to wear you know, that kind of thing. And and I that like that's not something I'm gonna dismiss. Like I'm hearing their stories, I'm not gonna invalidate that. As the generations go on, they have to realize that each generation is different. And yes, it is yes. easier for us <laughs> to go to school now. There are harder expectations on us. Huh. It sucks that that they can't see that. They're just like, go to school. Like that's it, you know, in and out, make money. That's it. You're so lucky. When <laughs> I was your age,
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the fr- that's the favorite phrase now is your age. Oh, <laughs> that's the thing.
0: It's, it's just it's definitely so much easier especially with technology now but because of technology yes. now, that's why the standards are so much higher, you know.
1: oh my God. imagine if COVID COVID happened when technology was' in the. Phase. Oh God.
0: That'd have been crazy. Oh my god! A <laughs> mass world suicide. But, oh
1: my god!
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, um, that's what a lot of parents that are in the older generation now don't realize. You know, my my parent. I think our parents are around the same age, right? Like, where yes. our parents are kind of more traditional. They're older. Yeah. So pretty much, like our parents are more traditional because they're older, so they don't really understand our ways. They haven't really seen firsthand how hard school is for us now especially college but you know high school is really uh, stressful too especially your senior junior year because you have to make a good impression on all the colleges here and a 4.0 GPA just doesn't cut it anymore you can you can literally be the best student ever you can be the smartest person ever but if you don't have any extracurriculars if you don't have a cause if you didn't volunteer then you're nothing to the UCs. And that's what? something, yeah. That and is, you
1: have to get to the UCs, huh? Yeah,
0: yeah, and that's something that a lot of people don't realize because it's out of ignorance, and I don't mean ignorance as an insult. Like, when people say ignorance, um, they think of arrogant, I think, because they're so similar Oh, words. yeah. But ignorance is just simply not knowing. You know, just, they just simply don't, it's not stupid either. It's just simply yeah. not knowing because they weren't educated the right way. And, you know, my brother and I could only tell my parents so much, but as a teen, they just kind of saw us slacking or <laughs> complaining. Yes. <laughs> and I wish they would see it firsthand because it's really doing a lot to our generation right now mentally. Yeah. As much as college is important, which I still believe it is, even though, oh, which we'll go into our next topic after that. But college is definitely important, but they have to realize that it's not like a mandatory thing, you know.
1: Unlike back then.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, so many people have made a name for themselves, not going to college.
1: <laughs> they changed the game.
0: Yeah, I guess our next segue is, even though you did graduate over there. Yeah. Yeah. Were you planning to go to school here still to get to get? Because I thought at first that you, once you got a degree there, it'd be good here. But I guess the standards are different, which I guess makes sense now. So what did you graduate for over there? I realize I never even asked you major.
1: What. Oh, uh, I only I did go to college there, but I didn't finish it because I had to go here. So I only had high school.
0: Oh, OK. OK,
1: I was. Third year in architecture.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, okay. I think I remember you kind of telling me that now. It, like, kind of rings (laughs) bells. Um, So you and I are both not in school right now. And uh, were you planning to ever go back here eventually? Yeah. It's just our own pace right
1: even though the, the people say like oh you don't really like it's not mandatory or like other people have been successful even though they didn't, didn't go to college but for me I think it still helps mm-hmm. in knowledge that you have you, you know more
0: uh-huh. you have like a broader uh, spectrum in and yes in your knowledge. you have more in your arsenal yeah <laughs> No, I totally I totally agree. I believe even though you don't have to succeed with college, it definitely does open up um, bigger doors and like more pathways for you and more opportunities since you'll be more educated. And and also because if people just look at you like a piece of paper, they're like they graduated, they probably qualify versus someone that didn't graduate. They might be more qualified than the person that didn't graduate, but they won't know seeing that on paper. They'll just be like, this person's a bum. They didn't graduate, you know.
1: You know, there's a, uh, a running joke in the Philippines when you graduate is that companies that are hiring or like employers mm-hmm. are looking for 10 years of experience.
0: Oh my God. Yeah, it was like 10 years of experience <laughs> and you're like 22. Yeah. So just, or, or like, yeah, the 10 years of experience at this age. So then you just look at the picture and you see this baby in a suit or something. <laughs> yeah, that's the one you're talking about or something like that.
1: Yeah, like the same um, thought.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. No, I, I saw that too a little while ago and I was like, that is so true though. <laughs> So I guess, yeah, so you're not in school, you're planning to go back. Same thing for me. I don't remember if I even, I might have told you my story um, for school, but just for our listeners. So I graduated 2016 and I got into, at first I actually wasn't planning on applying. I went through like a little rough patch my, my junior and senior year and I got through it and I wasn't planning on applying to any private schools like my parents wanted or any UCs. I was only planning to apply to communities, I think, and state colleges so uh, but then i ended up because i think i just didn't want to do the what do they call it the personal statement you've heard of that right
1: personal statement
0: so you apply in college you have your history of everything you're done it's basically like your school resume um everything you've completed all these extracurriculars and
1: yeah it's like a statement to prove that you belong to that yeah.
0: college yes yes oh. exactly so it's it's a personal essay yeah, personal statement, personal essay that you write to get into college to be like, why do you belong at this school? Why am I going to pick you out of all these other people? You know? Can't you just oh, write
1: I need education?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, seriously, that's that's how hard it is. So I think I was just too like mentally stunted at the moment that I didn't oh. want to write the personal statement. You know, I was yeah. like, it's too hard. I'm not going to get it in anyway. But I ended up pushing through last minute and I wrote a. Personal statement, which a lot of people use um, their like childhood traumas or their their mental health or whatever as uh-huh. as um, basis, oh. for <laughs> statement, which is perfect because it helps them understand your story, and that's yeah. exactly what I did. And my top. School was Holy Names University, which I got accepted to, and you know, I ended up going to. Uh, so I I still applied to I think I applied to like six schools, and I got into all of them except one. I applied to like uh, SJSU, um, Cal Cal State East Bay, and like a couple others. Um, and I also applied to University of the Pacific, which is in Stockton. So, all of those other schools, I applied as a nurse or pre nursing major, and then UOP, I applied as a pre farm, I think. Um, that was the only school I didn't get into because oh. that one is—it's a pretty hard program, and I think their pre-farm program is like really um, impacted, which means they have a lot of people applying there, and it's very competitive. And usually, you'll get waitlisted for it if you're not standing out as much as other students are. But then I was okay with it because I'm like, whatever, fuck Stockton. There's nothing there anyway. I'd probably be fucking bored at your <laughs> school. <laughs> but I really did want to do pre-farm because I was good at chemistry. Oh, yeah, I'm really good at math. And I'm really good at science, but just put them together and kapow, you know. So (laughs) I ended up going to Holy Names University for... My first slash second year. So I completed my first year. Lo and behold, after being there for a whole last year, I found out they canceled their pre-nursing program. Oh what? And no one, yeah, no one made it explicit. Like when I applied so even like way back when in my senior year, when I had applied, it was already canceled. Oh man. But it it still said it on its application. It still said it on its website. I got accepted. It said I got accepted as a pre-nursing student. Um I went to orientation and my thing said pre-nurse, my little name tag on it said pre-nursing on it and everything and then i finish off my first year and um, i go to my counselor so i can set up my next um classes for my degree and they're like yep uh, we don't have pre-nursing anymore and i'm like what the <laughs> fuck you know i just wasted a whole last year yeah. here. So my parents had to take out loans damn And, you know, wow, like what the fucking do, they switched me to pre-bio and I'm like, I don't want a fucking pre-bio degree. What the fuck am I (laughs) supposed to do with this? So they gave me two options. I could finish up the four years and graduate with a pre-bio degree and then do one year of an accelerated nursing program. And I was like, I don't really want to do that. Four like, colleges years. are co- colleges already hard enough. So if I have to take one year of accelerated nursing, I'm probably gonna want to rip all my hair out. And <laughs> so, which was drop out of that school, and then I ended up transferring to Merritt College, which was in the same city. These are both in Oakland, oh. and. Um, it was just right up the hill. It's a really good community school. It's in the La Peralta like school district. So I went there. I was basically taking all of my prereqs for a nursing program. And I was gonna go to a nursing school, Samuel Merritt, which was also in Oakland, <laughs> another private <laughs> nursing school. I was gonna go there and get my bachelor's there. Or no, it's not a nursing school, it's just another College, I think. I was just going to go there, get my bachelor's, and then go to nursing school from there. But my second year was when I ended up getting three jobs, 18 units. 18 units is the max for us here.
1: Yikes. Okay.
0: I was also doing volleyball every now and then, I was going to the gym, and I was doing dance. Like, all at the same time. Oh, my God. You know, it was it was really hard to, for my schedule. And Freedom most of the times, <laughs> barely. I was barely eating. Either. Oh, my God. Not because I couldn't. I mean, kind of because I couldn't. But more of it was like, I'm so busy. Go, go, yeah. go. I don't have time to eat. <laughs> but I also forgot that I was hungry most of the time, which is weird but that's the pressure yikes since then um i think i was just like okay i'm just going to calm down i'm just going to work for a little bit and i did go, try to go back to school several times actually maybe like three or four separate times and my mental health just kind of got in the way work just got in the way that i was like this is not for me right now let me pause and come back to this again and i was honestly trying to do it again this uh this fall but COVID happened. Yeah, every time I try to go back, there's always something. I'm really hoping, though. I know that um, spring semester is definitely still going to be online because COVID is not going away anytime yeah. soon.
1: Hopefully it goes away.
0: I know. God, I, you know, if people just wear their fucking mask.
1: Did you hear that Um, the place where it originated from? Wuhan is COVID free.
0: What? Oh, my God.
1: So they did this pool concert.
0: Holy crap.
1: Yeah, imagine. Oh, my
0: God. Wow, that's crazy. Maybe because, um, you know, they're they're already used to wearing masks. Like even before COVID, like just so many people in China smoke.
1: That's true, yeah.
0: That they don't want to get secondhand smoke from it, um, you know, because they can develop cancer that way too. because just because it's so like it's so much there, so maybe they're just used to wearing masks and everybody's like pretty clean relatively, (laughs) depending where you go there. Lucky, lucky them. You know, too bad that America's not going to be anywhere near there anytime soon. Not California anyway. (laughs) God, that's so freaking crazy. Yeah. The world has been canceled. I honestly kind of feel like 2020 like the world is going to end. Like we have covid, <laughs> we have the protests, we have this crazy heat wave, we have these fires, we have lightning and thunderstorms.
1: There's another thing I saw in, in the internet, the asteroid. Have you heard of it?
0: Oh my god, no. Tell me about <laughs> if it. If
1: you look up which which asteroid will hit earth. Oh no. <laughs> And it's just saying an asteroid just in time for the twenty twenty election. I don't know if it's just internet stuff, but
0: But okay. So let's let's start the next topic, which is what was your first experience as like drinking? Like and what was it that you drank? Was it like beer? Was it wine? It was beer. It, it, was, it beer. was beer. Do you remember what kind of beer it was?
1: I think it's a Filipino brand, San Miguel.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like sandmig was you know good. One. Yeah, yeah. So what did you think about it, drinking the sandmig for the first time?
1: Oh, it was it was terrible, of course. I, I thought it was something, like, sweet, because, you know. Right. Like, I'm like,
0: Do you remember how old were you or, or around what age you were when you took that first sip?
1: Oh, no. Probably, like, maybe five to six years old. Oh, know.
0: my God. That's so young. Oh, my <laughs> God. Okay. Do you remember your first experience getting drunk?
1: <laughs> okay. So... The youngest experience when I was drunk is there was a family event, as usual, (laughs) and then they made this like fruit punch.
0: Oh, that's called jungle juice here. But did you know, you know it had alcohol though, right? No. Oh, oh boy.
1: So when the party was over, I think everyone was cleaning up and I found the bowl. (laughs) with still like, it's still some jungle juice in it. So I just (gasps) grabbed some and just started drinking. I probably had like three cups, I think.
0: By yourself?
1: Yeah and not the small
0: did you drink them relatively i
1: just i drank like tall glasses of that and i knocked out on the table
0: Uh uh-huh okay so you didn't like throw up or anything during or not even the day after no oh that's good but you were just you don't understand like what the feeling was
1: yeah i was like oh i'm just sleepy maybe i'm just tired from running around
0: you didn't feel like nauseous or anything like even though you didn't throw up
1: not really no oh
0: that's good had a a pretty first good experience around what age was that
1: i'd say around like 9 to 10 i think
0: oh my god (laughs) that is still so young
1: i'm not sure but i think it's around that age
0: oh that is still so early or no
1: uh i maybe let me change that maybe 9 to 12 maybe that's a little better
0: that is still pretty early
1: I mean, because I didn't know that there was, you know.
0: Yeah, no, that's just that's just really early. I guess I guess the innocence is different between between here and there. Yeah, you know, I think that's the thing too. Why it's it's more like lenient over there with what you try is because also the age limit is different. You know, like here, um, drinking limit is um, twenty one, and smoking and nicotine it used to be eighteen, um, but they changed it to twenty one just like a few years ago. So my first time getting shit faced, I might not have told you the story yet?
1: Oh, probably not.
0: <laughs> was at least that I can remember. <laughs> I think it was my freshman year of college and you know here they have most clubs are 21 and up obviously because um, alcohol is involved but they do have 18 and up clubs here where you have to wear wristband obviously for 21 so that you can get alcohol and my friend had he wanted to take me to my first club and it was I think like origin SF so um, you already know like a lot of my friends are guys so this was my mistake that night so basically I went with my friend and a lot of his friends too which I thought were really cool but there was like four or five of them and just one of me oh. so just advice to all my girl listeners oh, no. if you're ever gonna go clubbing for the first time especially or just clubbing in general make sure you have at least one girl with you um so my reason there, there's so many different reasons for that one it's just your safety like even if you're close with these guy friends there's just so many other guys there in the club that like things can happen or just even having someone to go to the bathroom with you know like a lot of people especially
1: that one yeah. exactly
0: a lot of people have a lot of like negative stigma or make a lot of jokes about girls going um, to the bathroom in groups, but it's actually like, it's a thing, you know, it's something that's really important. So we were drinking Jameson and um, I'm sure you and um, all the other listeners out there, they all have this attachment, this negative attachment to one alcohol because they have that story behind it. So whenever you Drink or think of that alcohol again, you're like, No, PTSD, it can't do it. It makes me think of that time. I this is my PTSD alcohol. So, Jameson, okay. <laughs> my friend picked me up. We met up with the other friends. We all carpooled. So, I just learned this phrase like a couple years ago and it makes me feel like a very big late bloomer. But do you know what taking a swig means?
1: Now I know, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. See, so. I don't know. I'm just like an old lady sometimes. (laughs) So I just found out what this meant like three years ago. Oh no. Well, I feel so old now. (laughs) Um, school was such a long time ago, but I just found this out like way later than other people. I saw this girl that I knew made a tweet and then literally her tweet said, I just found this handle in my room, retweet and I'll take a swig. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? (laughs) Like, can you speak English? When we were all in the car on the way to San Francisco, um, this was the first time I had ever done swigs, I think. Uh, I was just always used to shot glasses because, you know, what kind of monster <laughs> drinks out of a bottle? Like, that was my thought at the Did time. Did you know? But uh, we had no choice. Uh, yeah. We were in a moving car. And, and you know, knowing how we're going to fucking um, pour, pour into shot glasses. Glass. Yeah, so pretty much um, we were passing it around, taking swigs. Um, and... My friend at the time. So just keep in mind, I'm still a very um, new, new drinker at the time. Like I was drinking, but didn't know my alcohols and um, didn't really know my limits yet, and didn't know like how fast it would get for me to be drunk. Um, just a little disclosure. You already know for my size, um, I drink more than what my size can. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so my little 100 pound five ass <laughs> can drink more. But I mean, even for that time, actually, like when I was swigging, I was take every time I swig I take pretty big swigs okay so probably oh by like swig five I was like uh they kept passing it around like consecutively like there was no breaks in between maybe like <laughs> second breaks when they were talking to each other but not because you have the choice so maybe by swig five they pass it to me or after swig five they try to pass it to me again and I'm like I'm good my, my friend you know the one that was trying to get me into clubbing and I was like I'm good and he was like no take more and I'm like no I'm good like I'll just it's good like you know just come back to me it's like no drink more and what the hell? you know peer pressure like i i knew how to say no the first few times but if you're being that persistent i wasn't as outgoing and it was like harder for me just it was more of like you're being so annoying fine i'll just do it um these it was, are
1: close friends right
0: yeah at the time he was okay. a really close friend but okay. i think he was you know anyway that's a whole other conversation but um i just kept going okay so oh, i ended up God. taking a total of somewhere between 10 to 12 swigs what? i know i know and i was like i was fucking drunk okay and i was texting my friend and one of my girlfriends and and she like kind of went off for the better yeah like she was like send me your location right now give me give me a number of who you're with so that i can call them if something happens to you and and, you know and that's that's the type of person that you need with you physically and i was very grateful to have her at that uh, moment, even through text. Okay, so we pull up to the club and I am fucking wasted already. I'm fucking <laughs> wasted. Okay, so keep in mind, I'm wearing like five inch heels to this club. Oh my so god. So <laughs> we park relatively like a block or two down, which is not that far com- uh, considering it being San Francisco. But um for me, that was so far because I was so drunk. So yeah. I step out of the car. Okay, and I-, I take one foot out and I try to step one more time and I kind of just like fall, and my friend is, oh shit. <laughs> Um, We walked to the club and he's like tightly holding on to me because I cannot walk straight for my life. I knew how drunk I was, but I guess all the streetlights, like it was already pitch black outside, um, but I was like all these bright lights in my face was like, okay, I got to wake up. I straightened myself up enough to get past security. And I sit down and I like put my arm on him. I'm like, I'm so fucking drunk. (laughs) And less than five minutes of us being there, I was like, I need to fucking throw up. Take me to the bathroom now. And that's oh, where he's a, yeah. Yeah. And that's where I wish I had the girl with me because um one of the things I just didn't appreciate was he took me to the bathroom and he, what he said to me at the door was, all right, just text me if you need me. And then just kind of um. like left me there. I, I had wished that he waited outside a little bit. Um,
1: oh, he left?
0: What? Yeah, yeah. He like went inside. Um, he went back inside. And I, I kind of wish he waited a little bit at the door just so he could at least like tell someone to check on me or like, scream yeah. in they'd be like, Andrew, you OK? So I went in there and there were only two stalls. There was like a I think there was a line. So I had stumbled in and I kind of like crashed into one of the doors and I was like, OK, oh it's locked. God. OK, so I had to like wait. And I was like so dizzy trying to on the wall. And my five-inch heels, and um, <laughs> one of the stalls opened up. So I literally stumbled in there, fell on the floor, oh, and locked it. So then at the time, I had a pop socket on my phone. So just imagine, like, um, I'm, like, hurling over the toilet with both of my arms, like, Up, My pop sockets in between my fingers as I'm trying to hold it up and look at it. So then at this point, I'm like hella throwing up I like blacked out for I don't know how long and it could have it could have been a long time but not a long time just because I was so messed up but yeah. I want to say I was in there for at least 30 minutes, oh but I want to say longer because of what I tell you next, of what happens yeah, next. Okay. So, um, you know, I black out and then I wake up and I feel my phone uh, going off. People are calling me. People are texting me. And I'm so drunk that I can barely lift my head up. I'm just looking and seeing all these people calling me and I'm like, oh to (laughs) respond I can't even move and then I remember um, throughout the night maybe two or three girls had separately like reaped their hands under and were like are you okay you know they're trying to check on me and I like couldn't even talk I was like ah." Like, (laughs) (laughs) I was like slurring my speech I ended up waking up again because I hear this banging on the door and they're like hey it's security you need to get out and I'm like oh Oh, fuck and I was like I can't
1: And they're like, alright, we're coming
0: in. Yeah. Oh my. So god. they they had to open up the door and they literally picked me up and dragged me out of the club. They dragged oh. me out of the club and they put my ass on the sidewalk. It was just legit like walk of shame, but I couldn't walk, so they were carrying me out in my own shame. Who were your friends? I know. So there was this girl that was outside who was an ambassador and she was trying to get back in, but there was, I think she had no proof that she was an ambassador and they thought she was just trying to get in for free. So oh, she was no. just kind of at the door, like trying to figure things out. She saw them carry me out and then she like comes up to me. She goes, Oh my God, are you okay? Because security just put me on the sidewalk and left me basically. So um, this girl came up to me so uh-huh. how much. I was struggling, bless her heart. And was like, Oh my God, like, where are your friends? I could still barely talk, but I was freaking <laughs> out since they just kicked me out. Yeah. So, I told her the passcode to my phone and I was like, call my friend. Oh, I don't want to name, drop names here, but I was like, call my friend, you know. Um, Here's my passcode, just call him. And meanwhile, I'm slurring all these words. <laughs> he comes out and he's freaking out. And he's like, Angie, Angie, I need you to stand up right now. And I'm like, I can't. So he like runs around and comes to me. Then the girl is like, the girl is like, honey, you need to get up right now. The cops are coming. And I'm like, oh. oh, fuck! And I'm like, fuck me. So I'm just like, I can't get up. I'm like way too drunk. When they told me the cops were coming, I was like, I got to boot booted and go. Oh. So um, yeah, and that was the first time I had my uh, a hangover too. It was bad. I like Damn. woke up the next day and I like thought it was dying. So when you have a hangover, you, you lose a lot of salt, I think. Yeah, oh. you need electrolytes and you need to retain your salt. Or no, no. You need to eat salty things to retain electrolytes. Yeah, think that that's one. What it was. Yeah. So you need um, like Gatorade, Powerade. You need um, miso soup, coconut water, like everything everything to retain as much water as you can or electrolytes <laughs> so i like called up my friend and i was like i need soup i need, <laughs> water. Like, I need soup help me <laughs> i feel like i was drunk before that but maybe not to that extent this is why i always tell this is my first story
1: it <laughs> was a memorable one
0: Okay, so I think that's it. That's all I had to talk about for today's podcast. Um, Thank you for coming on. This was a lot of fun, and you should feel honored because you're my first guest.
1: I am. I am very (laughs) honored.
0: Okay, so that's it for now. Thanks for lending me your ears, and stay tuned for the next one. Bye, guys.